Welcome to Spirit of Life's weekly podcast, Relevant Messages for Your Life. This week's message coming to you from James chapter 5, a special Advent message. What is a menu for? A menu tells you what a restaurant offers you when you go out to eat, right? If you go to a steak restaurant, sure, there is some lobster, but you expect steak on the menu. If you go to eat at a pizza place, well, you don't expect to get sushi and shepherd's pie on the menu. The worst thing a bartender or server wants to hear from a customer is the phrase that starts with, I know it's not on the menu, but if you want a ready-made meal, something that you want that the restaurant doesn't serve, my goodness, just go home. Try to eat there or go to Cheesecake Factory. They serve about just about everything you want. All right, enough of my service industry rant. You get the point. Certain places, certain things exist for particular reasons and not others. And we shouldn't presume that exactly what we want is going to come to us all the time. Our gospel lesson from Matthew centers around a group of people asking Jesus, Who exactly are you? Is he the Messiah, the chosen one, the anointed one that they have been waiting to come? Israel was told for years to be patient and wait for the Messiah. And they ask this question because they want to know if Jesus is going to give them all the things that they wanted. Our James lesson ties into this because the Christians in his time who knew Jesus were expecting Jesus to come again, also to give them the things that they wanted. The problem was that the Jesus they were asking to come with the things that they wanted to come wasn't the Jesus that was promised, and the things they were asking for weren't the things that the Messiah promised to bring. They were asking, is the Messiah coming? The chosen one, is he coming to eliminate my enemies? James writes, don't grumble against each other, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Is Jesus finally coming to get rid of the people I don't like? In the case of the Israelites, the Romans, in the case of the early Christian church, the people in the church that didn't agree with them. Is he coming to end persecution for us? Is he coming to heal, do miracles, give us money, and make everybody have a glad new year? James says Jesus isn't coming just for all of those things that concern themselves with today. His hearers were impatient wanting earthly solutions from Jesus instead of what Jesus was actually chosen to bring. So James tells them, Be patient then until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient, stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. He uses this example of farming to show that people should have patience to wait for Jesus to come, with true victory, not temporary victory. He uses another example in the lesson about Job to say, remember that Old Testament guy who lost everything? And in the end, after his body is destroyed, he still sees God and has victory in heaven. So don't impatiently grumble about how Jesus hasn't come to alleviate your temporary struggles. Instead, ask for him to come soon with an eternal solution. Jesus promised Israel, and promises the church to come to be exactly not what they wanted, but exactly what they needed. Now, it's the holidays now, so I know you're all likely to visit someone uh, in your family or friends uh, for dinner at their home for a holiday feast. They invite you over for some prime rib, let's say, tasty, right? You sit down at the table, and you look at it, and you scrunch up your nose, and you say, no, you know what? I'd rather have tacos. 
Now, you can't imagine doing that because that would be ridiculous. It's insane to ask your host to make something that they didn't intend to make. To have something that they don't have to be something that they were not intended to be for that day. You also can't imagine asking Jesus to come and be a different type of Messiah than he is. Yet we do it all the time. We ask for a Jesus to come who makes us comfortable. Fix all the earthly problems that I myself caused, Jesus. The world likes to say, come on down, social justice, Jesus. As though the reason Jesus came is to ensure that you would never suffer, that you would be economically comfortable, and that you and Elon Musk would have the same amount of money, not more or less. You know, I admire how they have those Christmas liquor gift packages. It's kind of interesting that you can buy a bottle of bourbon for more expensive than the bottle of bourbon in the package that comes with the cute little cups. It's a pre-packaged thing. It has the booze, the cups, the shaker already made in one package. With our actions, we say, come Lord Jesus. Come as the ready-made package Jesus, the way that I want you to be. The non-judgmental over sin Jesus, the world-loving, the blessing-giving prophet-teacher guy, but not the Jesus who says, be patient in suffering. Not the Jesus that says, repent and change, I'm coming. We don't want the suffering that causes us to rely on Jesus. We want a Jesus who fixes my today and gives me an, an earthly blessing. Like Israel, we say, Mr. Magician Messiah, why don't you come over here right now because I'm not patient to wait. In contrast to the Messiah that you and I expect to come, here is the Messiah who actually comes, the one who is, as James said, full of compassion and mercy. The verses don't say that he fixed all of our earthly problems all the time. It says Jesus comes to give compassion and mercy to those who suffer in a sinful world and in their own sin. Sure, if we follow God's principles, our life might be better. Sure, he can do miracles, and he does. But why he comes in principle is for this reason. When sin and the world has beat you, when we were impatient in suffering, when we sought God for all the wrong reasons, he comes with mercy, forgiveness, and love. He comes at Christmas with the biggest gift, to be humble, to bring about exactly what we needed at exactly the right time for sinful people, forgiveness. And he promises to come again at the end of time to finally take us out of suffering, to give us the gift that our patience waits for, where he takes us as sinners to heaven as saints. Not the Jesus sinful people wanted, but exactly who we needed to give us an eternal solution. Friends, I think we need to take a minute to look and understand uh, the folks that James is talking to here. What was their problem? They're suffering in the real world, real issues, and, and they want to get out of it. And they say, Jesus, you better come soon. You better fix this problem. I'm losing my patience. Israel did that too. We often lose our patience. We often make God this magician that's just supposed to fix today and we forget about eternity. Your Savior kept his promise to come to Bethlehem so that you know in your troubles he is coming again too with mercy and compassion. So instead of those responses, let's respond to troubles in a different way, not by grumbling, not by focusing only on this world, but also by asking God for blessings. And as we do that, understanding that sometimes blessings come through trial that cause us to look to God for help. Let's pray this Advent 
Come, Lord Jesus, as our Messiah. Come, Lord Jesus, as the Chosen One. Come and give us the gifts that you deign to give, mercy and compassion. Give us, Lord Jesus, give us these blessings, not the things that we want, but give us exactly what we need, mercy and forgiveness. Amen.